You're listening to the One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petri, joined as I am during the weeks by Lomas Brown. Hey! Lomas, happy Halloween. <laughs> Thank you, Tori. Happy Halloween to you, too. Thank you. We are recording uh, the day before Halloween, but it might be Halloween by the time you get to listen to this podcast episode. Hopefully you have some spooky plans tonight. Maybe go trick-or-treating with the kids. Maybe you have a Halloween party of your own planned, Lomas. Yes. You are know you what? dressing up for Halloween? No, I, you know what? If I did, and I think this is a... Uh, I think most of these people in America, they look forward to this day, is a dentist. I would dress up as a dentist. (laughs) That has to be a scary thought for people going out getting all this candy, all the candy they're going to consume, and they have to see that guy. So I think I might stand there in my dentist costume holding some utensils, some you know, the scraper and, uh, you know, That's some of creative. those. Yeah, huh? You I, like I that see one. where you're going with yeah, that one. I yeah, yeah. Spook, that'll spook some kids. They have to For go sure. see this guy. They eat too much candy. <laughs> yeah, I like that one, huh? And not to mention an extremely tall dentist. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen Lomas Brown in person, like stood next to him, but like I have to look up. <laughs> yes, and we have been mates on the airplane before, so we have sat next to each other on the airplane but i have to explain to people like i have the short torso to uh, tory so i got long legs so when i sit down you do have long legs yeah i'm average height so i look like an <laughs> average person but when i stand up the legs extend me out so it's kind of a weird build there okay but in the airplane seat sitting down in the airplane seat you're still not an average person's yeah. size <laughs> let me tell you by being your seatmate on an airplane Lomas does not fit into a normal airplane. Yes, yes. I don't know many people. Well, normal people fit in normal seats. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess you have to be normal size to fit in an airplane seat. I think just all of the people that you know would be the non-normal sized ones who played NFL football. So that's why you think that most people don't fit in airplane seats. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that one. Well, I don't have any huge plans for Halloween. Um, Having some girls over, I host Bible studies at my house. Okay. meet on Thursday nights and uh, we're just having a little uh, food and you know hang out party instead of our usual night so just being a little social okay but I'm not planning on dressing up um, I've dressed up in years past and uh, had some pretty good costumes that I'm pretty proud of I don't know if you've seen the movie The Emperor's New Groove it's like a Disney movie uh, I was Yzma oh, from yeah, that movie yeah. like the <laughs> lady with like the purple and like she's got like purple skin and she's like the evil witch, basically. Um, but anyways, that was one of my favorite Halloween costumes. And a friend of mine went as um, Kronk. So oh, okay. So we Kronk. Uh, and that was that was a fun one. Kim Possible, which is Kim a uh, Poss- Disney yes. show. Back when I used to have red hair, I was Kim Possible. That was pretty that was good. I seen Kim Possible because I have a 19-year-old daughter. Okay. So, yes. So I see all the cartoons. Well, yes. I I love good creative Halloween costumes, but this year, this year I'm taking a pass on Halloween, and hopefully you guys are uh, out there having fun for me. Come so, up with some good creative costumes. So we won't have social media won't be able to blow up because of what you got on this no, uh, this not Halloween. This, not huh? this time, but. Social media did blow up this week from the Stafford's Halloween party that they have every year. Oh. And there were some really good costumes from players and their significant others. 
my personal favorite was Sam Martin and his girlfriend, Olympic gymnast Nastia Lukin, going as each other. Yeah, now did Sam look like a pretty? How do you say her name? Nastia, Nastia Lukin. Did he look like a pretty Nastia? I know. gotta say, Nastia does it better than Sam. Okay, all right. No, no hate on Sam. Okay, no hate on them. All right, okay. <laughs> I like to hear that. Uh, yeah, but okay. yeah, Sam had his uh, blonde wig and his pink <laughs> leotard, and uh, you know he was th- he was there as Nastia, and oh, Nastia was in goodness. the Sam Martin jersey. And had a lion's helmet and everything, <laughs> and it was pretty good, pretty That's creative. What, I like that. What and what did the Staffords come as? Uh, they went as scary movie characters. <laughs> oh, okay. So From, you know the the scream mask. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They they did scary movie characters, and um, there were there was a lot of good ones, but I gotta say Sam Martin probably. Stole the show from I me, like Sam Martin that. and Nastia. I like that. As long yeah. as he was a cute Nastia, then uh, <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll talk some football on this podcast as well, Lomas. Okay. The Lions finally broke that losing streak that they had, three-game losing streak. They broke it on Sunday against the New York Giants. It had been almost a month since they had won a football game, and they got it done against the Giants. What did it take? Well, uh, they, again, the, the blueprint was getting pressure on that young quarterback, Daniel Jones, and they did. I thought they did a great job of doing that pretty much all day long. They were consistent with it. And, Tori, when they didn't bring pressure, I thought they disguised it enough to where it confused him to where he held the ball a little longer and allowed pressure to catch him from the outside. So I thought the Lions did a great job, which I thought they would against a rookie quarterback because, again, he hadn't seen a lot of different things and um, I know Coach Belichick had been real successful against rookie quarterbacks and we know Coach Patricia takes a lot from him so I knew he was going it was good to see them have a good day against a rookie quarterback even though Sam Darnold kind of beat us up a little bit last year <laughs> you know but it was good I was happy about the effort that they gave on the defense side of the ball now do you think we, we saw a lot more from the pass rush this week and we've been talking about them needing to improve in that area do you think it's because they have a rookie quarterback that they were more successful with that and more successful with rattling Daniel Jones or do you think we just really just saw an improvement in the pass rush well I, I think it could be a combination of both but to be honest with you I mean I think it's because we brought it I mean we brought the pass rush and again Tori it's a hard thing because think about some of the quarterbacks we face Mahomes and Phillip Rivers and you know even even Kyler Murray even though he was a young guy but we got him early and and Carson Wentz and we faced some top-notch quarterbacks still got Dak Prescott and on and Aaron Rodgers we faced once this year already so we faced some top-notch quarterbacks and again against a veteran quarterback against a top-notch quarterback if he sees that pressure you know that they look for that they live for that because they know they can hit you with the big play so they almost welcome that so yeah you have to be careful on how you bring it but you don't you want to bring it you have to put pressure on these quarterbacks and not just hope that they continue to do that regardless of whether the quarterback is young or older. I just hope they continue to bring the pressure. 
And it was a good game for Trey Flowers. Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh, it was, man. It's, I know if he felt the had to feel a, a sense of relief after that game. I mean, two sacks, you know, he played well. And, you know, uh, Devon Kennard with the touchdown. But he brought a lot of pressure all day long from the inside. Jared Davis, man, Jared was all over the field. Jared was bringing inside pressure. Jared was covering. Jared had a very, very good game. So, you know, the defense as a whole was real aggressive. Tavon Wilson was up there making a lot of tackles, you know, filling in for uh, Quandre. So the secondary, they did good. Uh, Tracy, until he got hurt, he was playing well, almost got that interception. I thought he got that foot down, but I guess he didn't. But he was playing well. So the defense was real aggressive, which is good to see. And it was great, especially against a young quarterback. Yeah, and, I mean, holding Saquon Barkley to just 64 yards is crazy impressive. I don't care if he just came off of an injury. That kid is a really good football player. Yes, he is. And the Lions were able to stop the run this week, and then that was a huge improvement on the week before. Now, Tori, that's the thing they have to look at is, like you said, if we stop the run, our defense is un- is basically, you know, unstoppable. I mean, it, but we have to be able to stop the run, and that's been the one thing that's kind of been the Achilles heel of this defense. Once the people are able to run the ball against you, then it just makes it so much easier for the quarterback, play-action passes. He gets so much more time, just like Kirk Cousin, man. You know, his play-action fakes weren't that good, like I said, but it was just they were running the ball so well, he could basically just put the ball down there, and, you know, it could be a half, you know, whatever – type of play fake but again because they ran the ball so well you had to respect it so he had plenty of time so that's what they have to do and I think they know that stop the run and everything else will fall off of that what made them better at that this week I think gap integrity I I, Tori for the first time in the second half of the game I didn't see our guys getting stuck on blocks and what I mean by that is an offense as an Mm. offensive lineman I want you to be stuck on me the closer you (laughs) are are to me the better that's how offensive linemen are defensive linemen they want to be away from us so the farther they are away from us the better they are for us for them so that's why I say they wanted, They were getting stuck on these linemen. They couldn't get off the linemen. And any time a lineman could get his hands on you and keep you from getting to your gap or keeping gap integrity, that's when a running back not only has the front side hole to run through, but a lot of times, Tory, he has the back side hole to run okay. through. So that's been killing us because if they couldn't hit it front side, they had the back side that they could look to run into. So that's been kind of the gaps in our defense. They did a lot better job this second half than they've done pretty much, I think, the whole season as far as keeping guys off of them and keeping their gap integrity. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we certainly saw an improvement this week. Yes. And the Lions played really well on defense despite not having some of their key guys out there. I mean, they did not have Darius Slate in this game. Obviously, we talked last week about trading Quandre Diggs. Some guys had to step up in that stead. And then Tracy Walker goes down, which is just so tough to, you know, you can't foresee that injury coming, and who knows how long he will be out or how serious that injury is. 
Uh, but that's definitely tough after you just made a move because you trust in the guys you have on the roster. Especially young guys, too. You know, you got young guys that you're trusting. Will is a young guy. All these guys, are, Tracy is a young guy. So it's all these young guys. Now it's time for the veterans, the Tavon Wilsons, guys like that to step up, which he has been doing. I think Tavon has played well all year long. I've had no problems with the way he's been playing. So I'm quite sure he's going to step Step in there if he's the guy or whoever they bring in there to be the guy. They'll step in and keep playing at a high level. But right now, when your defense has momentum, when it's coming off a good game like it did this game, you want to keep things going. I mean, again, we have a tough Oakland team going out to Oakland that we'll have to face. But again, it's a team that I think we should have a defensive advantage over if we could stop the run. Yeah. What did you think of how? Will Harris is doing at safety. I love I love what Will is doing. And again, Tor, we know it's going to be some peaks and valleys. Sure. He's, he's a rookie, so we know it's going to pe- be peaks and valleys. But the one thing that seems to be the thing about Will is his attitude seems to be steady. You know, he's, he doesn't seem to get rattled. And anytime you have a steady attitude, then you could be taught, or you could be taught during the during crisis. Things might not be going well on the field for you right then, but somebody can talk to you and talk you down. So it's a lot of things that a lot of qualities that we'll have that I think is going to help him on the field. So I like what he's doing, and he's getting experience right now. You can't help but get uh, experience right now being out there on the field. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a vast selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. It seems like talking about this game that it's most natural to just go to the defense first because of the drastic improvement that they made on that game against the Vikings. But the offense had a good game yes. as well. We still uh, aren't seeing that run game, but they didn't really need it on Sunday because Stafford is just playing at a really high level right now. Number nine. That's right. You're right, Tori. Number nine. They put the ball in his hands. They entrusted him to run that offense, and he's running it at a high level. You're absolutely right. And this is it's so impressive because, like you're saying, he doesn't have a run game. So, again, when I talk about Kirk Cousins being able to turn around and use the play-action fake, Matthew can't really do that. You know, he can't turn around and really use play-action fakes the rest of the the way the rest of the league can that have good running games. So, that's at a disadvantage. So, the way he's been throwing the ball, the way he's been leading this offense, the way you know, the way he's been lining guys up, it's just the different things he's been doing, and even a little bit more, you know, with air in this chest. Matthew been getting this feathers wrinkled, so in the past you didn't know that, you know, he had this demeanor, but now you can see when he's upset, you know, and stuff. And I kind of like that, you know, I do. I kind of like that. I think fans like that because they want to know their that their athlete, their guy wears their emotions on their sleeve a little bit. So that's a good thing. So I like the way he's playing and if he keep playing this way I think he will be able to overcome some of our running deficiencies but we need a run game you know what I do like is the trick plays yeah <laughs> we saw that one in Green Bay and to play, run a trick play on the first play of the game all right that'll hype you up that's exciting and then we saw another one for a touchdown on Sunday 
How much fun is this? Tori, we're not used to this. To no, be I honest, love it. man. I mean, <laughs> you know, in the past, we hadn't seen none of this. I mean, I, I love th- an exciting offense. Right. Like, I love watching an offense that just makes you like, that was fun. Right. So, what was just uh, like the only trick play I can remember back in the past was maybe a reverse. I mean, have yeah. you ever yeah, seen the flea flicker? I mean, I, not I, in not, a while. I, right. I mean, we've seen like, you know, trick trick plays with special teams right. in the past, but not as much on offense besides uh, the right. reverse and getting Jamal Agnew in there a little bit. Or trick plays happening against us. We've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's so much fun because you don't know what they expect. And that's why, this fun. That's why offense is fun. I'm going to tell you, we used to be in the huddle, man, and you waiting for the play call to come in. And, man, I'm telling you, when one of them trick plays come in, you get so excited <laughs> to run them because you want the what, what we think is what we talked about, what we practiced, you want it to happen on game day. And I'm telling you, man, anytime you have the trick play in, anytime they call it, everybody gets excited. That's why when um, Big Taylor got his uh, touchdown pass last year, that's why everybody was so excited because you love trick plays, especially when they work. Yeah, uh, big man touchdowns is another thing I'm a huge fan of. And I feel like the players have fun with those trick plays as well. After the game, Matt Patricia was talking about and he said that we only run a trick play if it works the first time in practice. And he said that after uh, they ran that play in practice, it worked. Everybody started yelling, first play, first play. (laughs) Like after the Green Bay game, they ran the trick play on the first play of the game. And Patricia was like, no, we're not going to run it on the first play. I don't think that's going to work again. But they saved it for later in the game and it turned into a touchdown. I'm telling you, man, you get so geeked about that, Tori. That's one of the best things, man, when they put in that. I think to me, the best plays in football are trick plays, especially when they were in the victory formation. Because I mean, you kick. Somebody butt and you just kneel right, it down. Right. It's a, so those are the best two plays in football to me. Yeah, exactly. Well, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about this upcoming game, so let's yeah. touch on that before we go here. What's your impression of the Oakland Raiders and the challenge that they bring to the Lions uh, this weekend? Again, Tory stopping the run. Josh Jacobs is the young guy that they have at the running back position from Alabama. He's a good running back. He he's a good guy, good good running back. And they got a their line is actually better than I thought it was. You know, I I don't think they've given up a sack or you know, they got something where they haven't um Derek Carr hadn't been touched in the last four or five games. So that means that offensive line is blocking well not only versus the run but versus the pass. So again, you know what they're gonna wanna do is try to like they say, impose their will. Will, and the way you do that during the football game is to run the ball. So they're going to try to be dominant at the line of scrimmage, try to run the ball against the Lions because they know that's going to set everything else up for them too. What do you think of the rookie Josh Jacobs over there in Oakland? Man, he looks good. He really does, man. Again, one of those Alabama. He he, he kind of reminds me of Mark Ingram a lot. Okay. You know, more so than more so than any of their other running backs that have come out of there. Good balance, but he's hungry. 
you know, his story about him being homeless and having to move around a lot. And anytime you got a guy like that, man, they're hungry, man. So we're going to have to gang tackle a guy like that. You're going to have to get more than one guy around a guy like that to make sure you get him down on the initial contact. You don't want a guy like that to get started. You don't want that offensive line to start feeling good about themselves at home because they hadn't been at home in a while, Tori. I think they've been on the road the last four games. So they hadn't been at home in a while so you know the fans are going to be in too. That's a tough travel yeah. schedule. Yes it, that really is I don't know how they got stuck with that but that really is so I guess on the back end I guess it'll be good for them so they're going to be ready That's, the fans had not seen them in a while it's going to be a hostile situation they feel that they're still in the, the thick of things so it's going to be a very good challenge for the Lions Tell me about John Gruden teams. Tell me about how he coaches and, and what we should expect great from that question standpoint. man that's a little chucky Arr, <laughs> man i'm telling you man coach gets you riled up so you expect you're going to expect the team to come out there and be riled up but he's a smart guy he goes over all every situation so going into the game you're going to pretty much know any and every situation you get in you're going to have an answer for it that west coast offense that he likes to run it was probably the toughest offense that i was in out of my 18 years it probably was the toughest offense that I was in. It's a lot of moving pieces in that offense. But the good thing about it is not a lot of big strike plays. Most of them are short plays that they try to get downfield, methodically get downfield. So hopefully we won't have to worry about the big shot plays against us on defense. Is it weird being on this side of the game now and seeing him on the sidelines? It is. I'm going to tell you, Tori, the weirdest part about that whole thing with me going uh, to uh, Tampa Bay my last year in the league was I was older than him. (laughs) So here I am. I'm a player and I'm older than the head coach. So it was like it was funny because, you know, he would ruffle the feathers of all the young guys but here I am his age a little older than him I kind of understood where he was coming from so it was nothing he could ever say to me or say that would ruffle my feathers but man he knew how to get up on the Keyshawn Warren Sapp all he knew how to get up (laughs) under their skin but they were younger guys so that was a funny thing for me that I was older than the head coach I mean I'm sure a lot of guys at the Rams have Dealt That's with that exactly with not just the Rams. I mean, all these teams now. That seems to be a trend. I mean, Brian Flores, thirty-seven years old. It's another coach, uh, the coach from Cincinnati. He's a you know, Zach Taylor. I think he's like thirty some odd. So you got all these young, um, young yeah. coaches coming in the league now. You're right. Uh, oh, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you think you'll get to say hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I have to see him. I have to go look, Tori. He got me with no other coach. Got me, which was a yeah. Super Bowl ring. Yeah. You know. So I love that man for what he did for me, and he did a lot for me behind the scene that a lot of people don't know. Because again, my last year, that was on like I started 17 of my 18 years. That was the only place I didn't start in the NFL. One, because I signed the day before training camp. Two, the guy in front of me, he had a great year, Roman Oban. He played well. So Coach Gruden could have actually deactivated me the whole year. He kept me on the active squad the whole year. I just was a special teams guy. I had the biggest suite 
at the Super Bowl site. I had the corner suite <laughs> at the Super Bowl. He took care of me so well, my city. So like I say, man, that man did for me what no other head coach has ever did for me. So I got a fun spot for I Coach love it. Gruden. You yeah. definitely have to say hello this <laughs> Oh, yeah, weekend, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Well, we are looking forward to that game against the Oakland Raiders yes. this weekend. Lomas, I will see you there. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tori.